Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to Unmedicated and Educated. I'm Keita Rose and here we dive in, dissect, and then diagnose because it seems like everyone has lost their damn mind. Thank you for joining us. And let me just say, I know that it's been a couple weeks, but we finally got the hang of this podcast. We just reached 1,000 downloads and I couldn't believe it. I'm going to be more consistent than ever. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for your feedback, your comments, your likes, your shares. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we're just going to keep doing what we do, right? All right. A lot of people want to live in this reality of like la-la land, okay, to where they don't want to hear the truth and the truth to you may be something that you are not ready for i.e toxic relationships i remember being banned off of tiktok maybe one or two years ago because i said get out of that toxic relationship here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play it for you can we normalize the fact that not everybody is a victim i said that if you stay in a toxic relationship simply because you don't want to be alone you are weak-minded and here come the weak women that's not being weak some women just aren't as strong right weak well that's not weak some women just need to heal you can't heal from a traumatic situation that you're still in i can't heal a burn if i keep touching the fucking stove it's impossible It's a lot easier to call yourself a victim than it is to take responsibility and accountability for the things that you allow and stand up for yourself. The great thing about being weak is you can always gain strength. And for the men that's saying that strong woman mentality is toxic, no it isn't. You can love a man, respect a man, and build up a man and still be strong. You're just not going to tolerate bullshit. For those of you that think that I don't need a man mentality is toxic, no it isn't. You don't need anybody in this world. You need water, you need food, you need oxygen, but you do not need another human being in order to function. In fact, if you do, something's wrong with you. Agree, but a lot of women were saying that I was victim blaming and it, and it, it just, it felt like I was against victims and I want to be very very clear about a couple of things number one I don't think that women that stay in relationships longer than they should or women that stay in toxic situations or even physically abusive situations are stupid and dumb and deserve to be made fun of but I think that it is important I think that it is detrimental to your health in order to see, okay, I'm in this situation. This situation is not good for me. And more than just not good, it tears down being in a toxic situation. And I want to also tell you the difference between abusive and toxic, okay? Because abusive, okay, people that are being physically abused are afraid. 
They're afraid to leave. They don't know what to do. They don't know when this person is going to finally lose it. If you can put your hands on somebody, and this is man or woman, if you can put your hands on somebody to where you punching them in the face, trigger warning. This going to be about domestic violence. This is going to be about uh, abuse. This is going to be about both verbal and mental and emotional and physical abuse that can happen within relationships. So if you are not in the mental headspace to handle some stuff like that, I understand. I don't think nothing of it. I, I don't hate you. I don't, you know, I, I hope you come back for the next episode. But today we're deep diving in this physical abuse. Somebody is punching you, hitting you, punching things by you. You are afraid. You don't know when this person is gonna snap, this person unleashes a whole new level of crazy onto you, okay? I've been in physically abusive relationships where I didn't know what I was gonna say or do to set him off. And a lot of the times we we have this in our minds that it's only women, right? Only women get abused, men don't get, some men get abused, people. It really depends on the type of person you are. There are people that can't handle confrontation. There are people that don't want to physically fight. There are people that wouldn't even know what to do if you presented them with a problem like that. It doesn't necessarily mean that these people are weak and they deserve it because stand up for yourself. You know, I, I, I'm a real advocate on standing up for yourself, but sometimes people just can't, right? Sometimes people can't fight back and they don't know what to do, which is why I gear a lot of what I say about knowing who you are and what you can handle. Because a lot of the times, if you know you can't handle that situation, you've got to get yourself out of it. You've got to put yourself in a position where you're not ever going to be in that situation again. You know, let me give you an example. You're dating somebody and this person is very angry, visibly angry all the time over things that they don't really need to be angry about, okay? You're driving down the street and somebody cuts him off so they, so he wants to, he or she wants to follow him. Then he wants to catch him at a red light and, and go up to the car and punch window. This is enough, right? Or maybe his sports team is losing or maybe, you know, she got some bad news at work and the first thing she want to do is throw a glass at the wall or the first thing he want to do is punch a hole in some drywall. These are some signs that this person does not know how to handle their anger, right? So we have physical abuse and we, we've got to learn some of the red flags. Now, mind you, a lot of the times, a lot of the reasons why it's hard to know whether or not you're getting yourself into a physically abusive relationship is because people lie and people are charming and narcissists are prone to making you feel like you are special, like you are loved, like you are in a relationship that you've never been in before, only to hit you physically hit you with some fuck shit, okay? Why you why you going out like that? Well, I've always dressed like this. Well, you staying out too late. I always stay out past midnight. Well, who's that? I don't want you hanging out with them anymore. This has been my friend for years. You know about this person. In fact, this person was in my life before you. Oh, well, I don't want you. I want to isolate you. I want to control what you do. I don't want you on social media. I don't want you to really talk to nobody, you know, but it starts off so slow and it starts off so light, like a light gesture of don't do that. And they're kind of just testing the waters to see if you will, you know, there are people like me 
who fight back. I know that there are different people in the world. You got people that don't want to fight. I'm a fighter. I'm going to always fight back. So those little hints, those little gestures aren't really going to fly with me. Number one, because this is who I am. And you knew who I was when you started dating me, right? And this doesn't mean you can't change things about yourself. You know, cleanliness, clean up a little bit more. Or maybe keep yourself up or do little things around the house. Different things you can change to better yourself as a person. But when somebody is asking you to change things about yourself, like who you hang out with, like if you hang out with anybody at all, what you wear, you know, you're used to wearing dresses in the summertime, but he wants you to wear a turtleneck. What's the, what? Like, hold on, scratch the record. I got a problem. This is not me. And now you're trying to change who I am. Not little characteristics about me that could that could aid into the betterment of who I am and the, who I become in the future. You're trying to change me into somebody that you can control. So I just want to really put in perspective a physical abuse, right? And the reason why it creeps up on you so quick, you don't even know that you in it. And once you in it, you are physically, mentally emotionally afraid to get out of this situation. If somebody's already putting their hands on you, what will they do next, right? I think a lot of the times when people hear toxic, they think about mental abuse and they think about physical abuse. But I just wanted to put that into perspective because I'm talking about toxic relationships. Toxic relationships, both of you guys can be toxic to each other. Usually in a physically abusive relationship, one person is getting the blunt end of that abuse. One person one person is the victim. In toxic relationships, sometimes we both have to look at the situation like, we both aid in why this is toxic. Nobody is physically threatening you. You know that you're not in danger, but for some reason you can't leave this situation. For some reason, this person has got you so tied in with them that you don't know what else to do. And a lot of it has to do with the fear of the unknown right? Breaking up with somebody is scary, especially if you've been with that person for a long time. Breaking up with somebody is, is, is scary because you say, well, I'm used to waking up and being with this person and I have a routine and I know how my life works now. But if me and Jerome that have been together for five years break up, what will I do? How will I wake up in the morning and who will I make breakfast for? After work, what will I do? We usually go do this and this and this. If I have nobody to do that with, how will my day flow? What will my routine look like? It's a, it's a fear of the unknown. Will I meet somebody else? Or was this it for me? Was he the only one? A lot of the times when we're in relationships, we think that this person's the only one. But remember your past relationships before this person. Remember how you were in other relationships before you got into it with this person. And if, if you haven't, if right out of high school or right out of college you met this person, then you need to be hopeful that there are people, good people, outside of the routine that you're used to that will respect you enough and love you enough and that deserve that same respect and love from you. When we in toxic relationships, a lot of the times we say, okay, well, if you cheat on me, I cheat back. That's toxic. If you hit me, I hit you back. Not, it's abusive. It can get abusive. It can definitely get abusive, but not in the sense where one person is, is, is cornered to a wall and they don't know what to do and they are fearful, but more of a sense of we're actually fighting. You hit me, I hit you. We're abusing each other. And I really wanted to roll into this Krishan Rock and Blueface situation because I think a lot of the times we are misusing the word victim. 
our, our first thought uh, when we see situations like Krishan Rock and Blueface, and if you don't know who that is, Blueface is a rapper. He did a couple songs like Bust Down, Tatiana, and different things like that. He's a rapper. He's a crip, right? He's a gang gang member. He's gang affiliated, and um, he's in California. Now, from what I know, Krishan was, you know, I've seen some of Krishan's old videos. She used to do her little vlogs on YouTube. She used to sing. She's really interested in music. He actually signed her. But before that, in high school, she was a track star, beautiful body, banging face. Homegirl was, homegirl was everything, okay? And that's not to say that she ain't now, but something's going on with Krishan. And we, we want to be as honest as we fucking can here, okay? Something's going on with Krishan. Now, Blueface signed her a couple years ago, and she, I ain't heard a song from Shawty yet. She had that, it's a vibe all the time. She had that going on. But other than that, it was like, all right, I don't know what she's doing or what really he signed or how they're making money music-wise, I'll say. So he comes up with this um, Bad Girls Club-like situation in his house where he has a lot of women that are willing to sleep with him and a lot of women that are willing to fight each other for his attention or for you know their place in his mansion okay Krishanan lost her tooth her actual tooth then fell out her mouth right she ain't got it fixed yet she she's there's been a couple of I don't know if you can get your tooth fixed I mean I guess that little thing that she stick on her and take off is 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 it fixed but she, she, sometimes she don't wear her tooth. She, she prefers to be toothless, okay? She didn't got a braid pulled out. She's been in altercations with women. She's been arrested. She's admitted to writing things on his wall with blood and stealing his car and selling some drugs. And this is all after he signed her. This is after, you know, when, when a rapper, I ain't never been a rapper. You know, I dibble dabble. I'm a local rapper, but I ain't never been a rapper. But when a rapper gets signed, they think everything is, you know, PG King. They think now I'm I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to have a hit song. I'm going to be on the radio. This is my chance. He ain't put her on the radio. She's still selling drugs. They still fighting everywhere. It's the most, it is the epitome of what a toxic relationship is. Okay. And the reason why I, I, I want to bring this up is because in the comments of, I wish they'd stop posting them, but in the comments, you see so many people saying, oh, Krishan's a victim. Krishan is a victim. I feel so bad for Krishan. I just want her to run away. And though I do feel bad for both parties, and I wish they would both leave each other alone so that they can heal from whatever they're going through. Because a lot of it has to do with childhood. A lot of it has to do with insecurities. A lot of it has to do with what you thought you were going to be and what you actually became. There's so many factors in why we feel the way we feel about ourselves or why we allow certain people to do certain things to us and we continue to cycle, right? But I don't know if I see Krishan as a victim. And to be a victim, you'd have to have an abuser, right? So what you do is you see a situation where there's a toxic relationship and you say, one person's the monster and one person's the victim. And in this case, Blueface is the monster and Krishan's the victim. But look how Blueface grew up. I mean, his mom is actively right At now- At her prehistoric age. Getting online and saying, you know, my son deserved this and I fought with my son and we outside and we about to fight and we boxing. I mean, this is the this is the actions of his mother, somebody that's supposed to not only protect him, but raise him right, see him along his way, you know, guide him throughout life and tell him what's right and what's wrong. Is she outside fighting with him? She she outside boxing. She throwing things off the table and disrespecting his baby mama and calling her names and getting online like she wishes she was a part of the bad girls club. And this is who raised him. You know, 
you you know, you have to take a look at everybody's environment. Now you got Krishan. She just had a family uh, get together with Blueface, knocked out her daddy. They said he they said he knocked the Mario coins out that man's pocket because uh, uh, there was quarters around him and, and little dollars after he punched him in his face and knocked him out. This this is the type of relationship that they have with their family. And is I think it's perpetuating into a relationship that they have with each other. But the point is that when we see a situation like that, instead of saying, hold on, we got two people that's really hurting. Hold on, we got two people that need to heal and they need to stay away from each other because they're clearly not good. We say, Krishan's the victim. And I think we need to chill out on how many times we use that word and how many times we give out that title to people. You're a victim. Because when we tell people they're a victim, they have an opportunity to not take accountability for their actions. They have an opportunity. When some when you are a victim, something is done to you. Okay, if I go outside and somebody starts randomly attacking me, I'm a victim. I didn't do anything to, to warrant this type of behavior done towards me, right? But if I go outside and I start talking mess and I push a man and he pushed me back and I punch him and he punched me, I am not a victim in that. I'm a perpetuator. I'm an aggressor. I am another aggressor in a situation that got aggressive. Okay, and we need to really stop with the whole this is a victim thing, because when you put people in a victim mindset, they can caveat from accountability and really go into I am a victim and I'm going to continue on with this because I don't know how to get away from him. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to become stronger. I just I just want to stay right here and continue this happening to me. And you know what? I'm going to be real with you for a second. I'm all cool with that. I'm the type of person that I am absolutely fine. If you want to stay in this situation, whether it be you strip right and you don't want to get a real job or you do drugs and you don't you ain't trying to get sober or you want to be in a toxic situation and you do not want to leave this man or this woman for nothing even if she steals your car even if she damages your property even if he hits you and pulls a braid out or or, or laughs at you or, or constantly cheats on you publicly so that people can laugh and point and, and and tell you how stupid you are or how dumb you look i'm all for it I'm all for it because my thing is clearly these people, these grown functioning adults like this type of lifestyle. They don't want to be out of it. So what are we going to do? Why are we sticking our nose in a business? Right. But it's when you cry. It's when you complain. It's when you want everybody in the world to say, woe is this person. Oh my God, she's a victim. This person didn't know any better, especially when there's so many resources and there's so many people reaching out and there's so many people saying, let me show you a better way. You, When you call somebody a victim, right, you allow them to say, I don't need those resources. I don't want you to reach out. Mind your business, but feel sorry for me when it's convenient. Feel sorry for me when it's convenient. No. Mm, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't feel sorry for her. I'm done. I'm tired with this situation. It is enough. Okay, we didn't got blood smeared on the wall, hair pulled out, fighting. He didn't had a black eye. He's cheated on her multiple times. She now got another neck tattoo. Now, when you talk to this woman, you see his neck, his face right there on her neck. Right there on her neck, you see his face. It's scary it's scary but now when she turns there's another picture of him on her neck so she didn't let everybody know that this man owns me i am this man's property and she said it she said i'm not leaving him i'm his biggest money maker and you ain't made a song 
and he's supposed to sign you. So I know you're not making money for him in that way. I'm guessing and I'm hoping that he ain't her pimp. Okay, because a lot of people been like, hey, let's talk about it. I think that Krishan is getting pimped out. I don't know. That's alleged, alleged, alleged. We don't don't know for sure, but I'm going to say that it's a toxic relationship. It's a toxic relationship that's bringing in views, that's bringing in comments, which then brings in money. And that's really sad that we can sit up here and we'll, we'll ignore somebody with a healthy relationship. We'll ignore two people that really build each other up and love each other so that we can go and look at a man pulling a woman's hair out or a woman punching a man in his face. And when I see that, I don't see one's a victim and one's a monster. I see both people need help and both people are clearly hurting and both people feel like their talents aren't good enough to take them anywhere else. So they have to do this in order to continue to make the money that they're making. That's what I see. So I I really wanted to touch on this victim topic because stop calling people victims. Stop, because what you're doing is you're watering down the definition for actual victims. There are people in this world right now that's at home, really in a corner, that feels like they cannot leave because they husbands or wives told them, you better not go. This this is a situation where somebody is a victim, where somebody feels like they don't know what to do, their back is against the wall, and they don't know how to get out of this. When you are actively and functionally able to get the fuck out of a situation because you know that it does not serve you positively, but you do not want to because you love the person, because you feel like they could change. This is not a victim mindset. This is two people who want to be together and who are going to accept the consequences of being together. Stop calling people victims because it's damaging and it's hurtful to actual victims. Hello. Hello, stop it. And you are not holding yourself accountable to say, I've had enough. No matter what my life looks like outside of this, no matter what I have, okay, you wanna take all the money? You wanna take me, you wanna kick me out the house because I didn't put my name on it? And you wanna take my car because it's yours? You know, fine. I'll be homeless. <laughs> my mama used to tell me back in the day, and I never understood this. I didn't then, but I do now. My mom used to say, I'd rather be homeless than unhappy with somebody. I would rather be homeless by myself struggling than unhappy in a situation because my life needs to keep moving. And I need to put myself in a position to keep going. And you can't do that if you're still there. That's what I meant by it is impossible to heal a burn if your hand is still on the fucking stove. You can't do it. You gotta get, you gotta cut that soul tie. Yes, you're gonna cry. This ain't the page. If you want somebody to lie to you, right? And this is why I don't do well on other platforms. Let's be clear. Cause a lot of people wanna be lied to. If you want somebody to lie to you, if you want somebody to sugarcoat some shit, I'm not for you. And it's okay if I don't have a million subscribers. It's okay if I have 10. Because there's 10 people that's gonna understand that you can get through this. Life is so long. It's a marathon, not a race. Life is so long. And there are so many things you can experience. There are so many people that are there waiting for you to love them. Whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a a, a partnership. There are so many people out there that are deserving of love. And there are just as many people, if not more, that aren't. And it is up to us to decipher through who's worth it and who's not. Who is worth my love? The, the amount of the amount of time I give, 
the amount of effort I put in. There are so many people, men and women, that put in so much effort in these relationships and they get nothing back. They get nothing back. And here they are looking at this, asking themselves, why aren't I worth it? Why aren't I enough? How come no one loves me and it's because nobody's found you yet and you haven't put yourself in a position to be found by somebody worthy of your love and worthy to love you? That's why. Because we continue to put ourselves in these situations and we want to say like, oh, I'm a victim. I don't know. I'm so tired. Look, that man. And then we continue to justify shit and lie to ourselves. And that's what pisses me off. Right? Because we lie to ourselves all the time because it's easier to be in a false reality than sometimes living in the real truth of damn. You can really be as genuine as you possibly can to somebody and it still won't matter. You could literally give somebody your all, effort, love, emotion, money, time, everything you have and it still might not be enough. Somebody might look at you and still say, you're not enough. And now what? And now we feel like no one will ever love us. And now we feel like we got to stay in that situation, stay in that relationship because who else is going to deal with me? You are not something someone deals with. You are not something that's, you are not someone that somebody should just tolerate. You tolerate a fucked up car because right now you can't afford a new one. You tolerate living in the hood until you can afford to upgrade your life. But you don't tolerate being treated like shit because somebody thinks that you're not worthy of respect. You're not an item. You're not material. You're a fucking person with real feelings, real emotions. You've really been through things and you really deserve love, respect, attention, kindness, consideration, and all the and all the rest of the fucking shit above. And I'm really, 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 really sick of us sitting around and saying shit like, well, I mean, I, I guess I deserve it. Well, I did put on a couple of pounds. Well, you know, I really don't have as much money as this guy. So, I mean, you know, she, she dealing with me. No, you're lying to yourself and you're hurting yourself. We can get out of these toxic relationships. We really can. We can get out of these toxic relationships quicker than you think. We can get out of these toxic relationships and you know what? You'd be so much happier and you'd be so much, you'd be so much happier. Not with someone, right? In any breakup, we think, how can I be happy? I've been happy. Mind you, if you're thinking about breaking up or you knowing that this person is toxic or you knowing that y'all are both toxic to each other, then there really isn't any, I've been happy, right? People will say, well, we've been together for 10 years, but Nine of them, you were crying. Nine of them, you were breaking down. Nine of them, you called your mother or your sister or whoever would listen every weekend with busted holes in the walls and broken windows and accusations of cheating and all that. So that doesn't really count as 10 years of happiness, right? You wouldn't even be thinking about leaving if you was always, every day, oh my God, happy. Okay? But when you get in a relationship, you think, I've been with this person. I've, I've had a companion for this long, and I don't really want to break it off. I don't really want to leave because I don't know what that means for me. What does that mean? Well, it means that, well, it means that you're going to be by yourself, which is what you were before you met that person. It means that you're going to function. It means that you're going to get up. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to throw on some makeup or you're going to throw on your best suit and tie or whatever you like to wear. You're going to wash your ass. You're going to put some cologne on, some perfume on. You're going to eat. 
You're going to make sure that you're not eating shit. You're going to actually eat. You're going to play with your kids. You're going to call up your homegirls or homeboys. You're going to live your life until you are put in another position to meet someone else. And hopefully you start to realize some of the characteristics of that person. You know, after getting out of toxic relationships, I started to look at people. What do you do? I want to know how you handle certain situations. How do you act when you're mad? How do you act when you're upset? What do you do when you get depressed? Are you mean to me? Do you break me down? Do, do you use breaking down my self-esteem or my confidence as a way to boost yours? These are things that you need to look up at people. People get together and they see the first thing they see is, damn, he fine. Or damn, she fine. And that's it. We hooked. Oh, well, you know, she fine. Yeah, she licked the wall a couple times. She be in the corner straight tripping. But she got a lot of medications that I don't fucking understand. But she fine as hell, ain't it? That's not all of what it is. We need to look at people because when you are dating, you're, I'm assuming that you wanted to date for a long time, if not forever. So this is somebody that you about to invest your whole life to. Think about it like you would a loan, you know, getting a car, buying a house, something like that. You are about to sign some shit away. So you need to read the fine print and make sure that this is what you really want. And if it is, and if it is, then don't go around complaining and crying, right? Especially if you know that you're not going to get out of it. Especially if you know that you have no intentions of leaving. Sometimes we got to constantly go through breakup after breakup and finally get tired. I'm tired as hell. I'm done messing with you. I'm over you for us to finally be like, Whew, it's time to move on. And that may take you a year or two. That may take you 10 to 15 breakups, but hell spare us all spare us. Spare the people outside of it, damn it. Because we don't want to hear it all the time. Now, one, two times, I got you. But every single day, Jerome is cheating. Okay. Well, hell, I, you know, I'm starting to think that you like it. I'm starting to think it's your little game, your little role-playing game. You look through his phone. Mm, you see Cynthia. You cry. He grabs you back. He says she doesn't mean anything. Then you sleep together with him, even though she may have some STDs you don't give a fuck about. And now you do it again. Ooh, spicy. I don't know how you like to live your relationship. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Understand that you do not have to always be a victim. Understand that sometimes, and this is not for other people to look at you and you to do it in front of everybody. This is just a exercise for yourself. You know, write down what do you want out of a relationship? Write down what do you want out of life, really want. And then ask yourself, are you getting that? And ask yourself is if what you want is truly detrimental to your happiness. Because if it is and you aren't getting it, you got to get out of that. You, you, you know, we think that abuse means passion and love. That's not what that is. That's not what that is. That's mass as passion. Somebody punching a wall and then y'all having great sex is scary. <laughs> it's not passion. I know it comes off like that, but it's not. We definitely aren't going to get off this topic. We are definitely going to continue on. But for right now, we are going to wrap things up. Please subscribe. Please like. Please talk shit in the comments. And until next time, this is Unmedicated and Educated. And I know what you're thinking. Well, you ain't diagnosed nobody. I think everybody need to get the hell away from each other, okay? We're diagnosing space. Because it's time to cut off these soul ties and go along with our lives. Thank you. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.